0: So college tuition has increased about 748% since 1963, which is an astonishing number if we're honest. And we're here to talk today about whether or not that's still a meaningful expense. And do you actually need a four-year university degree anymore to be a successful human and adult so let's go ahead and roll the intro, and we'll come back and chat through it.
1: This is, well with
0: for All right, so I've got numbers pulled up here.
1: <laughs> I love numbers.
0: Because, yes... Yes, because I was curious when we when you texted the other day asked about is a university degree still necessary? Obviously, like everything we talk about on here, it's nuanced, but I think in most cases, I, I heard an analyst talk ten years ago about software development becoming more blue collar, and mm-hmm. we're seeing it. There's boot camps out there in zero to six months you can get up and running as a developer and, and potentially be employed.
1: I I had mentioned to you that I didn't I wasn't really as familiar with the boot camps. So it's not, you know, as much something that I'm familiar with, but I was mentioning that it, it seems like a good candidate for a trade school, right? Like you can learn these skills in 18 months. And being an apprentice would actually give you a much better understanding than some classroom training or some classroom simulation
0: yeah well i mean let's be clear too when we talk about like engineering and development there's a difference between kind of your run-of-the-mill developer programmer that converts requirements into code and a full-scale engineer that knows how to soup to nuts build solutions but in 2023 a lot of what we need is converts acceptance criteria into code and that's why boot camps are largely successful they get you in the door and let you know enough to to be valuable but as i said with numbers so in 1963 we said from 1963 to now which what is that 60 years we've increased over 740 percent in tuition but so what does that feel like or what's that look like in 1963, Jess, what do you think the average annual cost of tuition for a four-year school was?
1: 1963? Yeah. I would guess around 3000 Like, it's not that uh, high, right?
0: It, it's definitely not that high. It is $232.
1: Shut the front door. You're kidding me.
0: <laughs> that That it's not adjusted for inflation. So adjusted for inflation, you're almost right on the money. It's about $2,100.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: Right. I
1: sorry, you my know, brain short circuited in. for a moment. I, I'm just I'm gonna need a second. <laughs> oh my god.
0: Yeah, and what's interesting is if you look at tuition inflation rates by decade, so Pretty much from the 60s all the way through the early 2000s, the early aughts, it's in that 6 to 9% year-over-year rate. But in t- the 2010s, so coming into still not this decade, but in the 2010s, it takes off to 12% plus.
1: Good Lord. So. So there's skyrocketing costs to have a right. liberal education. There are skyrocketing costs for cost of living, for apartments, for food, for insurance, for health care. And the salary rates are not growing proportionally or at all. So that brings us to the question, does it make sense to go to college? Let's say you're a high school junior or senior right now, and you're looking out going, What are my options? What do I want my career to be? I have not trained in anything. What do I do? Do I go to community college until I figure it out to get the basics out of the way? And then once I know what I want to do, I I make a choice from there. Do I pick a trade school? Do I do a couple boot camps to figure out if that's something that I'm interested in? Do I try and get an entry-level job at a company? What what do I do with my life?
0: So when i was trying to answer this question earlier in my head so i could actually speak intelligently to my opinion the i think the approach that i would always recommend that's fairly conservative so it's not going to upset too many apple carts but start backwards so start from what is it you want to do what's important to you what do you enjoy and then figure out how do you get there so if i'm a senior in college senior in high school <laughs> you're not a senior in college. If you're a senior in college, you've already answered a that decision. question, Yes. <laughs> so if you're a senior in high school or junior in high school, you're like what do I do? If you're sitting there and you're saying, you know what? I want to be a software engineer. I want to be a developer, programmer, whatever. Then at that point, you've got options. And you can say, you know what? Do, if I have no real specific industry or type of development I want to do, then... Sure. Boot camps are a good way to start. You can't you can't really go wrong with a four year degree in computer science if you want to be a developer. You know, nobody's gonna fault you for that at all. And plus it gives you a lot of exposure to the various aspects of engineering that you might not otherwise be exposed to in a boot camp because different purposes. Like a four year institution is meant to give you a framework for learning and a framework for growth, whereas a boot camp is really meant in a very short period of time to teach you the skills to be able to to start a job so they're they're kind of two different approaches but if you if you decide that you know what i just want to practically be a developer and especially if you've got kind of the entrepreneurial mindset i want to add that tool set to my tool belt and i want to work for people go around as a hired gun do my own thing boot camps are great options they're low cost they're low time And you can be out making developer money in six months versus going to school for four years.
1: So you said something that I kind of want to pick out a little bit. Um, You said that going to college, a four-year degree, they're looking at building a framework for learning and they're looking at giving you uh, growth within that period of time. And I, I could not agree more With What you're talking about there, not just for that particular degree, but really, that's the point of a university education, right, is to, it's not to teach you this one set of skills only, you can major in that, as in you, you choose to put an emphasis on that particular set of skills. But at the end of the day, that's not what the university experience is. It's called a liberal education for a reason because it's meant to introduce you to concepts and ideas and give you the ability to think for yourself and to to grow you as a human being, to hopefully set you up to be a more empathetic um, understanding, broaden your worldview, broaden your scope of understanding. And that's certainly an impact it had for myself. I had the opportunity to study into in a different country, which – exponentially increased my worldview. Um, I had tons of opportunities to meet people that I never would have met in other circumstances, hear speakers that I never would have had the opportunity to hear. It was an incredible experience, an incredible growth experience. But my degree at the end of the day checks (laughs) checks a box on an application because I don't use my particular degree. I didn't know what I liked. I didn't know what I was good at when I was 17 and going off to college. And yes, I was 17 when I went off to college. My point is, is I was too young to really have a grasp of what I was good at. So I chose something I was interested in, but not necessarily something that was going to be a future for me. And I think that's the, at least I would imagine, that's probably a circumstance many people run into, is they're looking out at the grand scope of, I'd love to have this incredible experience but is it going to be worth it?
0: Yeah. And I think that's, that's part of, it's part of the challenge of starting a four year education is because you, you have to make this decision of what is it that I'm going to do with my life when Mm -hmm. you're 17, 18 years old and your frontal lobe is not fully developed and your decision making (laughs) skills are questionable at best. But you know, Jess, you talked about the the liberal arts education being kind of broad in nature. And I think that's an important aspect. You know, if you if you structure your education in such a way that you get exposure to a lot of different things early on, it gives you the opportunity to pivot as as needed. But mm-hmm. ultimately, especially when you're talking about these more um specialized fields like uh, anthropology or architecture or computer science you're kind of making a choice to specialize in this space Mm -hmm. and when you get out that's kind of like that piece of paper only means so much to a lot of people but (laughs) in that one industry it's like you've got to have it right yeah so i I think that's where it, it becomes very important to have an open mind as much as possible mm-hmm. answer the question of what kind of job do you actually want to get because otherwise you you add too much scope into the possibilities like if you want to work as a computer programmer as a developer you probably shouldn't go get your degree in anthropology you know <laughs> or alternatively if you want to be a social worker a teacher some of these these careers that have very, very wide salary ranges, mm-hmm. make sure you understand what you're signing up for. You know, you don't wanna you don't wanna spend four, eight, twelve years of your life getting a PhD when and expecting to make two hundred thousand dollars a year and realize that your career and your field doesn't match up with that. Because then you wind up in this boat of student loan debt that Never leaves and you know, mismatched income.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. that's a, that's a huge risk um, that I think that can potentially be underlooked at when you start to approach where am I going with my life. The, the thing that I think is is the most challenging is that you don't always know what you're good at at that age. And having some real-world experience, I do think, can help you make better choices when you eventually do go to college. There's opportunities to travel fairly, um, you know, inexpensively if you can, you know, somehow get the plane ticket, whether it's through, you know, travel points on a credit card that you invest in or whether it's, you know... Pulling together the money through some other means. If you can afford the plane ticket, there are opportunities to go places, and you know you can work on a farm for a couple hours a day and have room and board um, for a couple of meals and a, you know a place to sleep. Um, there's a lot of travel opportunities like that, and I I do think that taking I don't want to say a gap year, but like a working gap year between school, where you actually work in you know some sort of a lower level position at a corporation, or maybe you do some of this travel working um, to get some experience just out in the world. I do think that can help you begin to understand what you're good at in a working type environment. Um, Those are things I didn't know when I was younger. I thought that I wasn't good at technology. And turns out I do actually have a proclivity for it. And if I had known that, maybe I would have chosen a different career path. Um, So that's something that I don't know. I think that might help make a decision.
0: Well, so we're we're kind of faced with well, we're not. We've already made our we've already made our bed. But high schoolers, high school students that are going into the workforce or going on to higher education are faced with this challenge of rising costs and inflation and all of that. How Do you see the higher education industry, because let's call it what it is, the, do you see that changing meaningfully in the next 15, 30 years to map with, call it practicality? I'll I'll try to answer my own question. I think. Which?
1: Sorry, I'm having technical difficulties. <laughs> Apologies. You um, just got
0: done talking about how you were <laughs> had a proclivity for technology.
1: Um, you know, technology doesn't have a proclivity for me though. That's the that's the downside. Um, what was your question?
0: So we were talking about, uh, we were talking about kind of the the process of deciding whether or not you want to or need to go to a four-year university. And so I'm thinking about this for the future generations for kids that are in high school and are making decisions. How do you you, you almost have to to change how you think about college because inflation's rising higher college tuition costs or tuition costs are going higher so to your point do you, there's opportunities to make money there's opportunities to expose yourself to different skills and different practices people locations do you think the university model changes to account for that in the next you know 15 years
1: no, I've only ever seen it get worse. I'm sorry. I, but I mean, it's like you said at the very beginning of this call, like things have gotten more and more and more expensive globally for all sorts of different things. And while I do think there's things that are happening outside of university that are accounting for some of the changes in the existing world, I don't necessarily think that we're seeing that with the university system.
0: That's a that's an interesting point, and as much as I don't like research on the fly. Okay, so in order in the the spirit of competition, it does appear that attendance at four year institutions are is declining. So there are certain segments of individuals that are either not seeing the value or aren't seeing the ROI for the high costs and are, you know, not attending, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, let's see, it's about a half a percent year over year declining. So it's not a ton, but. All right, so. In the spirit of full transparency, as well, this might be a short episode, folks, because uh, <laughs> Jess's proclivity for technology is not ma- matching well with our 30-minute episode <laughs> timing. So we're racing the battery.
1: <laughs> got a got a bad cord that's not letting me charge.
0: <laughs> if you're on the MacBook, so you should just something for nothing and for listeners out there that have macbooks that have trouble charging check your uh, power brick if it's super hot i've found that sometimes you get a drop in power it's not
1: it's ice cold which makes me oh. think no power is coming into it at that's all even better yeah that's even better that's the problem
0: all right well i can't help you i'm like <laughs> 70 miles away
1: I tried a different brick, and that's not working either, but that's you know what that's what I have i i i'll I'll get it figured out for next time
0: <laughs> hopefully so let's let's dig into the meat over here we've 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 seen that we've seen proof we've got we've got metrics and data that tuition is inflating rapidly you know we'll say it's conservatively ten percent year over year, and attendance is dropping probably very likely due to that that partnership or that pairing between trade schools actually offering the skills at much lower, much faster cost and cost going higher to where people can't afford it. So to answer the question is a four year degree still necessary? I think the the answer as might not surprise you is it depends but
1: (laughs) as with anything we talk about, there's nuance to it.
0: it. It always depends. But what we did cover is the value statement I think is still there. It's still great to expose yourself to various different practices and different skill sets. You may not use them very often. Even, you know, I can't tell you that I use Dijkstra's algorithm very frequently. But it's in my skill set if that ever crops up, if we ever need it. Or, you know, a lot of what I've learned in psychology or in uh, arts and Western civilization.
1: I'm always surprised at the things that actually become useful that I learned that I didn't think were useful at the time. So, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. There's books that I read in college that I still reference and I still think about that are still on my mind, you know, some 15 years later after I've graduated.
0: Right. Well, it's I, I think it comes down to the more you know and the more you learn, the more you know how to learn, Absolutely. the more you can pick up new skills. And it, that is very valuable to be able to learn new skills effectively and efficiently. Like even in in my current role, you think that you know as a as a tech manager, you're you're not picking up a ton of new skills from a technology <laughs> standpoint. But like I landed at at the current company, and I'm responsible for workday administration. I've never done HR before. I've never done workday before. I've Never done HCM HRIS any of it. But it's important that I kn- knew how to learn, knew how to apply those those skill sets. And um can actually get that effectively into into practice. And ultimately what that turns out to be is just another skill set and another another way to be effective. So as I promised just moments ago, this is gonna be a short episode because Jess's computer just ran out of battery. It took me a second to figure out if she was just sitting really still or if if she was actually gone, but I can confirm that she's gone at this point, but I think we've answered the question. I think we've covered everything that we wanted to cover, and it's it's a deep topic. It's a broad topic, especially as you you talk about the it depends, the nuance of how much are you as an individual going to value a four-year education and that that's your mileage may vary for us the four-year education was valuable and it gave us a lot to to build our our skill set on top of it gave us a strong foundation going into the professional world but at this point in 2023 i don't think it's required anymore i don't think it's entirely necessary so again your mileage may vary but for for us, I think there's there's opportunity in the the way that the professional market is changing, is coming into support that idea that you know a boot camp is enough in a lot of cases. So if you've made it this far, I appreciate you sticking with us through the uh, the technical difficulties and the the challenges we've we faced today. But I think it is an interesting conversation. As always, we appreciate appreciate your your listenership. So if you're here, thank you. Go ahead and do the the like and subscribe and check us out at wherever you get your podcasts on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share us with your, your family, your friends, anybody that you think might get some benefit out of the types of things that we talk about here. As always, this has been Plays Well with Others, and thanks for listening.